The Dode Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, and our stay in the Premiership is over after just three seasons. Five straight post-split defeats, just eight wins all season, and 70 goals conceded. Big changes are needed. Join the conversation on our socials. We're at Dode Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Up on this week's episode, we'll look back at another two defeats, this time to Kilmarnock and Motherwell. Plus, I've got my good, bad and ugly, Jim Goodwin's been appointed, and my women's team report. It's all coming up on episode 196 of the Dode Fox podcast. I'm Andy McLaren. Welcome to the Dode Fox podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dude Fox podcast with the no, 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 there's no limit, Paul McNichol, and yes, I do feel better, Ronnie Costello. I'd like to start, Paul, being it is a Sunday, we're recording later on, it's about 20 to 8 because of these 3 o'clock kickoffs today, but I am led to believe that you, in a Sunday confession that even you're not going to give, but you're a closet fan of a certain Mr. Joel Corey. <laughs> Absolutely not. I was, uh, I know what you're getting at, I was dragged along, kicking and screaming like a burn yesterday to this Radio 1 big weekend at Campy. Uh, and it's a wonderful thing for the city, Rondo. And if that's your, if that's your bag, fill your bits. But there was, like, there was a ticket purchase for me. Like, I really was not wanting it. I had a look at the lineup. There was absolutely nobody on the lineup that I wanted to see. Or new. Oh, I'd heard of a few. I'd heard of the 1975s, but I'm no. I'm, I think that singer's a bit of a creep. Uh, but I don't. I, no, you're right. I don't really can. I've heard of rudimental, but again, they're no my thing. And then the first person that I seen was this boy wearing. Day glow stuff, pushing buttons, pretending that he's a DJ, and I've no time for it. Eh? And can before you say it, Rondo, it's, um, it's not that I'm getting old. Nah, I've never liked that sort of stuff. It's nonsense to me. Pollutes my ears. But you liked his get up though, didn't you? He's out for some point. No, I'd rather seen the Corries rather than Joel Corey. He get away and do one. If I had my way, he'd be banned for Dundee. Who anyway, else, who else did you see? Well, whatever was on his stage. So it was him. <laughs> and then what came on after him? Tom Brennan. Tom Grennan in a vest. Tom Grennan. <laughs> there we go. Loves, Tom Grennan. Loves a vest. Uh, I'd heard two of his songs before. And then I <laughs> think so that. Bad. And then I think it was just uh, the 1975 or something. Yeah. Is that right? So I only saw three, but. Three too many I for mean, you. It's, it's not going to rank on any of my favourite Saturday nights that I've ever had. Uh, it's it's low doing. It's I mean it's on the list I guess, but it's low doing. Uh, hey ho! I mean kicking and screaming. You can't say no to these things, eh? You well, can just go. Come on! I'm going to stay in here. I've got some old magazines I found in my my dad's cupboard <laughs> that I think I've seen back in the day. I'm just going to read these to myself. <laughs> read, read these. Well, I'm going to try and open them. Is what I'm getting at, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh so goodness that's how your Saturday went leading us into the Sunday but I just said before we had to tongue in cheek as always it's been a quiet week down at Tanadice know that there's been two games to speak about there's been appointments made it was all to play for 
during the week after the shit show of Saturday. Two games to go. You get a win. You have an absolute fight and chance against something on the Sunday. But what a... I'm trying to count how many days it is. What a five days it's been between Wednesday and Sunday this week. Yeah, it has been nothing short of an absolute disgrace. What we saw. If you want to go back to sponsors day so me and you were fortunate enough to head over to St Andrews that day to meet Harks uh, and that was the day that the fixtures came out for the post split and we all looked at them and we we were rubbing our hands thinking like we've just won three games in a row here we've got our two biggest rivals at home we've got the team that we've now got in our sights who are really struggling just now they've just punted their manager they're struggling that badly we've got them up next at a place where we usually they are right like things were looking good. And then you fast forward to right now when I'm speaking to you, Rondo, and we've lost every game. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. Some people say it's all too believable, but I just cannot, for the life of me, understand how you couldn't have got up for any of the games. How could you know been up for any of the games? We threw it away. We threw it. We got, we've been lucky this season. We should have been dead and buried months ago. Mm-hmm. We've been lucky this season. As ridiculous as that sounds for a team that's just been humped doing the leagues. But we've been lucky. But we we then come into this last week, Kelly at him. You, it's kind of still in your hands. And I don't care about you, but for about the first minute of that game, I just thought, we're, we're not getting anything tonight. I just didn't think that we were up for it at all, yet again. Maybe maybe you saw it differently, maybe others seen it differently, but first minute of that game, I thought, they want it more than us. And that's the way it turned out. They, they didn't. Nobody played well off the park. They certainly didn't play well off the park. But we just once again, like you, you'll go on about teams that have got their, oh, that's their rivals, and can the history goes back this season. Urian rivals are ourselves. The amount of times we've cut our own throats in games, it's unbelievable. I think you said before 70, 71 goals we've conceded. It's well, seventy league goals. Yeah, that is criminal. How can you defend so bad? So you're actually up and at about 80 with the Cups. And one in the well, Cups for that long. No, like, and then seven in one game in the Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I, I can't, I cannot wrap my head around what I've seen post-split. All season, I guess, like if you want to be really, really honest and critical, all season we've been absolutely dire. But to no get up for any games post-split, I, I don't know, I, I don't get it. I didn't get it. I can't, you're a player. I can't, you didn't support the team the way that, that I do, the way that you do, the way that thousands go along every week, pay good money to see you do. But Christ Almighty, like, where's your pride? Professionalism. You're getting paid a lot of money to try a wee bit more than you've been trying last season. And you've just let Abdi down. That's, that's it. Like, uh, they've let Abdi down and themselves. But but thing is, they'll be all right, Rondo. They'll get jobs elsewhere. They'll get nice contracts, probably. Uh, and good riddance like, there's, a, there's a lot of them that will live couldn't care less I really couldn't care less I'm, I'm, I'm quite bitter about the, the way everything's just transpired this season I, for the life of me I can't believe we shouldn't have been in the position that we're in but here we are like doing <laughs> it's, it's as simple as that we are doing out of the five games as well I think when we when we spoke on the back of the St Johnston game and we were a crossbar away for getting a point which we probably would have merited 
that's yeah. probably been the only game out with the day when we were needing a miracle the day that yeah. you actually thought we've maybe you have been unlucky. We maybe should have got Mayor out of the game. But the three in the middle, nah. Dire. Dire. Mm-hmm. They, they, I mean, you, you can't address it up any other way. There, there might be, there, maybe no, but there might still be people within the club that listen to this. It's been absolutely unacceptable. It, it has been so, so poor. The players have let with doing. The club have let the fans do. Like, the manager's no blameless these last few games, changing the defensive system, in my opinion. Uh, but we'll get to that, no doubt. But it's just been such a such a, a, a head-scratcher, Rondo. I don't know how you kind of get up for these games. We've all known what was on the line these last five games. And as you say, St. Johnson, there was nothing in the St. Johnson game. It was an absolute shite game of football. And because we can't defend nothing, and we've got a keeper that can't keep, couldn't keep bees. It's, I mean, we, we lost an absolutely stinking goal and then we lost that game. And then fair there, as you say, would it, if they had a tell, well, like, I would have saved a lot of money. I would have just no bothered going to the games and spending money and petrol and whatever. But like, if you're not going to try, that's cool. Give us a heads up so that I didn't, I didn't keep showing a wee bit of commitment to the cause because they've just not given on back. And that's just, a, that's just a fact is the way I see it. So on the back of that, Wednesday night, Kilmarnock it was, we knew it was at stake we ba- we basically had to win uh, I know we went into sort of the permutations of it and what would happen if this happened, that happened, what have you but first and foremost we had to win the game, you know a draw wasn't the worst result, a defeat we knew it was going to be we were going to be searching for miracles come the weekend, you know the way yeah. things could have happened, we had to win first and foremost and you thought Faye about the first minute I thought the first five minutes were okay, but after that and between them scoring for 10 minutes, I was halfway worried of when they were going to score. Yeah. No how, it was just when. Because, mm-hmm. like you're saying, we're no winning first bars, second bars, third bars, four bars, throw-ins, nothing's going for a while. And then the goal just came, and it was no, I'm not saying it was expected, but it was just like, all right, just all right. That, this yeah, is because, it's because we've seen it so many times. Like, and it was Aina. Like, in my in my opinion, it was Aina. He's passing about with the bat. He should just he should just clear it first time. Put it for a corner. Do whatever. Just clear it. But he bits a man up. He's like, "Oi!" Because you skinned him. You made the boy look daft. Great. And then he done it to somebody else. You're like, "Brilliant!" Now fucking get rid of it. And he takes a heavy touch. He then throws himself in a challenge. He gets lucky that he's no <laughs> an inch lower, an inch higher, an inch to the left or right. The boy would have been rolling about the flare. We lose the bar. At the break of the back is Charlie Mulgrew to kind of get his bits on the right feet or whatever, his gloves are in these days. And it's fell perfectly to that boy Vassell that, that wasn't available in January because there was no strikers available in January. And he's tucked at home. Like it's, but you're just, the, again, the, the, the winds at yourselves. You, I never thought we were going to get back. I really didn't. I? It was just, we've seen it so many times this season, Rondo. It's, I didn't even get angry at again. Like, I'm more angry now because we're having to recall the shite that we've sat through. But at the game, it was just like a, an acceptance. Like, oh, well, that's that's just par for the course this season. Like, we give away bad goals. <laughs> this is what we do mm-hmm. in pursuit of giving away bad goals. And yeah. I, I joked about it the other week. I was like, we are having, we're in competition to see how shite a goal that we can concede. Yeah. 
every week. And then we nearly conceded in for 40 yards. Yeah. I honestly might have just got up and headed if that other went in. Uh, and I, it was a brilliant save. It was a brilliant effort for the boy as well uh, because it was, I don't think anybody in the stadium thought he was going to do that. And he's took a, I think he took a touch on his chest and then volleyed it or something. I mean, it would have been an absolute peach. But fair play to Newman, he got back and he, he made a good save. Like if that was the daft Aussie in the goal, I reckon he'd have dead his cell and a knot, tripped over his feet, headed the post and then ultimately picked the bow out of the net probably. Uh, but fair play to Newman, it was it was a good save. But uh, if that had went in, Rondo, like that's, again, you'd have been like, you'd have been like, oh, this is just typical. Stuff like this just happens to us this year. When you, you mentioned obviously the, um, defensive mess of the first goal and having the old we're own competition how bad a goal we concede that wasn't even lost on the night second's no much better no it's horrendous Niskanen has an absolute howler I think he tries to get to Aina I think it's from memory I think it's a short pass or something the boy nips in it's just it's just a disaster a defensive disaster and you just you see the heads going down, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Like if it's not a collective balls up, then it's an individual balls up that's just costing you goals, and it has done all season. It was. I mean, I don't. I've said it for a couple of weeks now, Rondo. I honestly don't know what to say. I could sit here and swear until I'm blue in the face about the whole thing, but it's just absolutely dire what we've had to endure. This season, boys should be ashamed of themselves. Some of the players should genuinely be ashamed of themselves. The performances that they've put in this season has been miles away for anything that, that is deemed acceptable. I think I've, uh, we've said that a few times as well, but I actually heard this, uh, I heard it on the radio as well. Um, I can't mind who said it on Wednesday night, uh, who was talking about the games, or maybe even it wasn't, it might have been Alan Preston, it might not have been, but. There's a big, there's obviously a big difference of, you know, and the third goal's not much better. Like, let's be honest, third goal's not much better. Um, we're, at, we're at least chasing the gap. Like, yes. you're chasing it, so you're going to leave gaps. I, like, I could, I'm no forgiving that, but you could see how that's happened. So, so the the thing that was made, with the comment was made, like, it's it's different when somebody pings in in for 30 yards, or the boy scores for the half feeling, or something, or a, a world day or a free kick, or something like that. But when these goals... Our, our own downfall in what I think is every single game since, including the St Johnston game, if I remember right. Yep, yep. They should have been dealt with. All our own downfall. All yeah. five games. It's, yeah. it's just it's ridiculous. Like, and I know that uh, there's a lot of, you could point fingers at everyone. I mean, collectively, it's just not been good enough. You know, for 11 <laughs> players, it's not been good enough. You know, or guess what? We wouldn't be in this position. Like, let's be honest. No. So, no. There's a lot of that, but again, just on on uh, on Wednesday, that's what I felt like. And then it took to like, in injury time, Rory McLeod's at the post, Miller Thompson has a shot, that's a good save. But you're just thinking, Phew. on another day, when you didn't need the points or anything, one of them would have went in. It might have not mm. meant nothing, but when you're bottom and you're getting nail luck, and it just wasn't a... You know, and I can see obviously double change at half time, trying to change things, I get it, totally get it. But again, it's any of them that, and I think we've, we again we look at, and people have said about the substitutions and all this, and I know you've mentioned like the formations and everything. 
But again, my mate was at me going, how we no man changes? And I'm like, what? What for? Like, yeah. it's been, like, he can only piss with the cock he's got. And, yeah. that, and like, when you're looking around to the bench, and again, it's not doing to these guys, the young boys and everything, but on, he's at least a half time there. He's brought on uh, Midland and Levitt and just tried to go, right, let's just try and do something and, mm-hmm. and, and get going. And like, only does not work. And like you said, the third goal, at least we're trying to chase the game. When, when the score it's a shite goal to lose but again at that point 2-3 it probably didn't really matter I know I've said that like no. that. but that meant we needed an absolute miracle yeah going into the day like you're talking seen boys putting their betting slips up 4-0 in both games it was 5,000 I won and I thought I could hear about that like I could want to hear about that there's a, re- there's a reason it was 5,000 I won because it wasn't a fucking happening but it was it was always going to be a be a big big task now before we get to that sandwiched in the middle Jim Goodwin's got a two year deal yeah talk to me Mr McNichol he seemed to he, he seemed to be getting a tune of the guys you know he, he was playing four at the back it was seemed to it seemed to be working we changed it and uh, the wheels came off but as you say like when he when he first came in although I wasn't wanting him I was very much of the opinion well, even if we go down here, it can't be his fault because these players have buried two managers previously this season, and uh, like you can't you can't just blame him after twelve games for that. Like it's 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 that's on a lot of people to blame for what's happened to us this season. But the, like the players hate to carry hate to carry a big part of that can. Uh, so he's got it. He's had a look at the players. He at least knows what ones, in his opinion, are worth keeping. What ones are not worth keeping. And if you had it just went and got somebody completely different, then he'd be starting for scratch as well. And you'd be things would be up in the air. You're maybe delaying things a good few weeks uh, because preseason probably isn't that far away. I don't know how many weeks that players will get off, but these days it isn't. A, they didn't get that much of a break. Uh, we'll well, we'll definitely be back playing in uh, the Bet Fred Cup. I don't know kind of that daft trust trophies even earlier. If it is, just stick stick the, the Burns in that tournament for that that's worth to win. Uh, there's absolutely no appetite for that that trophy doing Tana Dice way. Uh, so I think it, it makes sense but as I say I, I can't be I can't be overly excited about it because of what I've just witnessed. He has overseen the team getting relegated. I wasn't a big fan of bringing him in. He did kind of change my mind a bit. But uh, he, he gets like anybody Rondo he gets the full backing like that. Could we have got anybody better? Like we've we've got to remember we're a championship team now. But he was a highly sought after manager, just just a matter of what eighteen months ago or whenever it was. So, yeah, all in all, I probably feel it is the right decision. But maybe because I've just seen my team get absolutely pumped the last few weeks and get relegated today, uh, I kind of get overly excited about it. Can you see obviously that? And I could see the point I'm going to make here is. There's been a lot of people, obviously, on Twitter and, and Facebook and whatever, saying, we've just lost five in a row, we've just been relegated, two-year deal, rewarding failure, and everything yeah. like that. Can you see the argument that? But can you also see the argument of, he's been there, realised probably now what a shit show he's worked into, mm-hmm. realised that the players, and this is the thing that, all the managers, and I know he mentioned that like, all the all the managers will take bits of the season and take and hold the can for it and what have you. But that's three managers 
these players have been under. And yeah. like it, and, and I'm like what you say as well is if you bring someone else in, they then need to find that he's been in this for a while. Mm-hmm. Saw it, and I imagine has said X Y Z, nah, A B C need to come in or what have you. Be amazing yeah. to come in with their names, eh? Um, but can you can you see the two sides of it at, at the minute where course. he is? Of course, a hundred percent. Like if. If, if you were never sold on on Jim Goodwin being the manager, then of course you're going to look on this appointment as rewarding failure because I think he, what did he lose? Seven, seven of the, the 12 games or something? It's, I mean, it's you, you can't dress it up as anything other than that wasn't successful. Like ultimately, we finished bottom of the league. We're relegated. Uh, but by the, same, by the same token, he's been in. He's seen the players. Uh, he's a manager with a lot of experience. He's been in the lower leagues as well. He was there with Alloa. Uh, he done a no bad job at St. Martin. I think, like, we we kind of, I'm pretty sure if we go back a good few episodes, we kind of laughed at Aberdeen appointing him because he had been on a really sticky run with St. Martin when he was the gaffer. And then I think they beat us. And then I think they got a few more wins and then Aberdeen poached him. Uh, so he, I, I'm very much, I think it's probably the right move, but it doesn't surprise me that he's, he's probably still going to have to win over a few United fans. Mm. And it's not going to be easy for him next season, Rondo. Like, we are a massive target. We are the biggest club in that league. Abdi's going to want to beat us. The alleged comments that the chairman said will probably be pinned up on everybody's dressing room next season. Like, it doesn't matter if we go down, we'll come straight back up. I don't even care if he said that or if it was taken out of context, whatever. But that's, you see that regularly reported. Now, whether it's right or wrong, it's in the papers at the time. It wouldn't surprise me if that's what teams use as motivation when, when we go down to visit Airdrie in their stadium full of Union Jacks on a Friday evening or whenever. So it's not going to be easy for Goodman. It really isn't. His team line up the day mm. and his comments after the match are very telling to where the squad is, I think. When I saw the team line up, Right away, I went. Mm. Given we still had, we no matter what about it, we did need a bit of a miracle. Yeah. But I looked at the team and I thought, right, okay. And then you look at it a wee bit closer, and you're like, oh, he's not even in the team. He's not even on the bench. Yeah, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll find out really, really soon who's staying and who's gone. Uh, I've only saw like a headline from after the game because. I had to drive him and get get uh, speaking with you real quick, but I, I realised that Edwards is. I think he's gone. He's away. I would imagine everybody that is out of contract will be away. So that's Edwards, Harks, Liam Smith. Yep. Paula. Although I'm going to say something controversial about Paula and it'll be well. Uh, what else is out of contract? Is it? Is there others? Yeah, yeah, there, there's definitely a few. There's definitely a but, few. But the, the guys that are out of contract, I would guess that they're all away. Uh, my concern is that we've still got boys under contract that we, I don't think that we, we want to be keeping them on. And I'll cite both goalies. Uh, and I'm not speaking about you, Jack Newman. I'm on about the, the Aussie lad and the Finnish boy. Uh, we could be playing in in the Midlands Junior League and I wouldn't want Baragetti between the sticks. He's just not a good goalkeeper. Uh, we've tried to, at times, look on the good that he can bring. And, I mean, you could, you could write that down on the back of a stamp. 
he's he's just cost so many points. This, we've been relegated by three points, and I'm not saying it's at his fault, but he's cost more than three points this season, Rondo. And we've been relegated by three points. As shite as we have been, mm-hmm. it's only three points. Uh, so I would personally be happy not to see him between the sticks again. And I don't think that we will. I kind of see where... I kind of see we're going into next season with him still on the books. I want to Whether say not, the out-of-contract mm-hmm. players are Peter Paula, Ryan Edwards, Liam Smith, Ian Harks, and Jack Newman, I think, is in there as well. I okay. think, but again... Mm, I, I'm not sure what will happen with that. I think he was maybe... The last two games was maybe an audition for him to see see what he's got. But I would... Personally, if I'm the, if I'm the, the manager, I'm still looking to bring in a number one. Like and that's no slight on Jack Newman. If he has to be on, if he has to be the backup, then so be it. But we need a number. Well, we need a proper number one, a good number one, because we saw this season what happens when you don't hen, and it's it's contributed massively to to me being in a shite mood tonight because we've been relegated. So we need a competent keeper. Hundred percent. I mean, it's it. it. It's where it starts. You know what I mean? We need to get a spine of a team in there. A centre mm-hmm. half. Centre half's totally up for debate. You know, Ryan Edwards, no featured, not even on the bench today. Um, oh. Jim Goodwin said he's not getting offered a new deal. Charlie McGrew's yeah. on the bench today. He's went with Ross Graham. Ross Graham's been allowed to look in. Aenis no. on loan. I could see why he's played today. He's on loan. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, Ross Graham, again, he was brought in the last two games and whether it's fair on the laddie or no, like he's a football player, that's his job, he's he's come in, he's okay, there were two really well, there weren't really two high pressure games. The day was the day it was done, but it was it was really high pressure on, on Wednesday and he come in out the blue because I didn't even think he made the bench at Livingston. Uh Ross Graham I would I would I would keep I'd definitely keep keep him around. He's, he's young, he's got potential. We've we've all seen what he can produce. Uh Granted, he wasn't a great Wednesday. He's not played for months. But even even this season when he did play, he wasn't a, he was nowhere near the heights that he had achieved last or the previous season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mulgrew stayed a year too long. I I was I was wrong about him at the start, and we had a good laugh about that. We had plenty of jokes about it. I didn't want to sign him, but we signed him, and he was excellent last season. Like you can't say anything other than that. He was excellent last season. He's been louping this season. Pretty much all season. Yeah. Like and there was a few times where we thought he was maybe helping Aina, talking him through games, and he and maybe he was, but he wasn't holding up his end of the bargain. Like he was getting caught under the bar, getting caught out of position. Laddie kind of clear the bar anymore. He scloughs on, whether it's on his right foot, left foot, whatever. He's uh for me, he's I can I can he's managed to hit a number of appearances this season, so he's He's got another year's contract, but if I was the gaffer, I'd be saying, look, this isn't good to us. Uh, you need to go because uh, you're knowing my plans. There's obviously a hell of a lot of players under contract to 2024, which is, yeah. and to coincide, I mean, I don't know if you've read or listened to heard Jim Goodwin's comments after the game about that. He's basically said, if you didn't fancy playing the championship, come and see us and we'll rip your contract up. Yeah. they'll not be hard to deal with now he's basically said if you didn't want to be here you're as well going type thing and I yeah, think there'll I'm be a lot sure of the they... chairman would agree with that though no but I've, the way he's phrasing that it's a kiss of, you just rip up and you go come on I mean yeah. I think that's how he's phrasing that and I think it's a it's a case of 
players could sit on that for a year. I don't care what it does for them. I mean, some will just not want to play in the championship, and you totally get that. I mean, hundred uh, percent. And that's... I'll give you two names, Rondo. I'll give you two names: Dylan Levitt and Aziz Beach. Yeah, I'll be amazed if amazed if they're here next year, regardless if they're under contract or not. Like we must, excuse me, we must be paying them a lot of money. We probably can't afford to carry that wage into the championship. I would imagine, like without seeing the books, without knowing how much money is in Mister Ogren's pocket. I would imagine that we will really struggle. And like, that's only for your point of view. For the players' point of view, <laughs> the boys were at the World Cup just a few months ago. They don't want to go and play in the Scottish Championship. Yeah. I'd be amazed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but on that list, 2024, Levitt, Beach, Sibbald, Birgitti, McMahon, Niskanen, Freeman, Graham, Fletcher, Mulgrew, Zoom, no on the bench today either. Sadat, Injured, Rory McLeod and um, Matthew Kujo are all 2024 uh, according to Transfer Market. L- what, what did we sign him for? Eh? Well, Liam Fox might have him, eh? Look where we are. Madness. Madness. <laughs> Absolute madness. He contributed hee-haw, basically. And yeah. he's probably picked up quite a nice wage. And he's still got another 12 months of picking up that nice wage if he wants. Uh, and like anything, I think it's it's been said, I think you've said it, they, we are very much too nice, we're not hard enough to beat, I think we need a couple of bastards in the team that'll throw their body on the line, that are just yeah. willing to tap the knocks, especially doing mm-hmm. there, akin to when we brought in guys like Connolly, Reynolds, yeah, the guys that are, yeah. you know, 100%. doesn't he be nicey-nicey, but at the back, let's just be hard, 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 which is what yeah. we need. Um we obviously need to touch on the game. I'm assuming your afternoon got worse when it went when not one nothing after five minutes. It was it was uh it was a strange game today, Rondo, because I just wanted to go. I couldn't really I thought we would lose. I thought we would lose badly just because of what we've seen in the last few weeks. Uh so I didn't get too down when we when we conceded. I didn't get too up when we scored. It was just basically you've you've seen most of the season just go the final time see it out. Uh, so that nah, wasn't a surprise when Fede, I thought United at the start of the game controlled it. So they had, they good had, first they had, half. Well, and they had one chance to score. Hmm? <laughs> I mean that is typical United. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there thinking we're actually doing all right here. Levitt's looking good. We're creating loads of chances. We can't score, but we're creating loads of chances, and somehow we're one hundred in here. But it's it's just typical. That's what happens when you're bottom of the league. What I did miss, and maybe hopefully you can help us. What was the penalty for? Because I missed about the few minutes I come back and he was he was stepping up to take it. What happened? I've absolutely. Well, so it was a was a, I didn't kind of it was a long bar across, and I think Fletcher went up for it. We Mugabe, nobody claimed for it. I think the bar went out for a goal kick or something, and then they were like right far check. So I, I have no idea. I've I've not seen nothing back. I've no no been on Twitter to read like if it was a hand, must have been a handball. I'm assuming. I've just got I've like just that, got it here. Um, ball over the top that Mugabe failed to deal with. Um, VAR official Willie Collum advised referee oh. Stephen McLean to go to the monitor. A quick check showed the ball had stuck Mugabe's arm as he charged okay, for the well, ball. Nobody at the game seen it. Not even the ref, like if, if you're saying it was Willie Collum. See for the Motherwell's first goal then. Have you have you seen that? Have you seen that? 
Because in the build-up to I think, I can't remember if it was Leather, but somebody's played a pass to Middleton and it looked like he got fouled. And oh, he lost foul. the bar, they went. That's foul. I thought it was foul. It's a foul. Yeah. Yeah. Because he went down hard in his foot. It looked like somebody caught him a wee bit of lit. I thought it was foul. But then he's lost He's lost the bar for that. One pass later, yeah. Van Veen's in and he scores. Yeah. But I thought it was a foul, but I didn't can. can does VAR check that? Like, I've mm-hmm. <laughs> not that we'll hit a yeah. about that moving forward, but yep. I wasn't sure if it would check if it was a foul yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll go back and check that, yeah. And they've thought, no, 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 no. No, no. No. I'll know miss VAR. No, no. Nothing new there. Nothing new there. Jamie McGrath, ball in his hand. Sticks on the spot. Yeah. Never in doubt. Never in doubt, no. But again, I was in that first like it went and a few people cheered, whatever. I noticed um, like the goalie didn't go, eh? The goalie took a while and then he went the same way and I thought, he's just cool as ice for there. But again, it wasn't the one. And I thought first, I thought, I thought we were fine. I thought we were probably the better team. We're more of the ball. Yeah. Probably more of the chances, yeah. like you say. You go Definitely. to half time. And then, just five minutes in that, Fletcher's put one ahead. Yeah, yeah. And people are starting to believe. <laughs> if you can, Good move. If you can believe that. It was a great move, yeah. A great move. Great finish. Paula, well move. involved. Paula had a good game. Like, even on Wednesday, I thought Paula put his cell booty. There was a lot of effort and energy for him, considering like, the boys made a treacle. And you just, every time he's near the bar, you think this boy's just going to want to collapse here. Uh, you were going to mention Pierre Paul. That's what do you want to say about him? Well, just when you were on about the out of contract players, like, I, I wouldn't keep any of them personally. Maybe like, there's an argument to be made over Newman, but I think Paul. It's maybe it's an interesting one for me. I don't care what the lad he gets paid, and he hasn't been the most reliable player the last couple. Of, well, his whole career, I suppose, because he's injury prone, isn't he? He's always always has been, but I just think that he's. Like from watching him, I get the impression he's a good influence on the young guys around him. And if he was to accept something like, you know, and this is fantasy stuff in my own head, I'm thinking if he accepts something like a pay-as-you-play, I wouldn't be against that, Rondo. Like if he's if he's willing to stay, like he's, he, he's probably not going to get many other offers just because of 32. his injury record. 32. Injured at the time, but if you can maybe get him on a pay-as-you-play deal, then I think there's merit in that. Like I really do. And I can some people will be like that. Oh, McNagel has absolutely flipped his lid. Uh but I mean that, that's I would maybe look into something like that. Because you just never know. I kinda see him getting much better than Bundy United and I can never a championship team, blah, blah, blah. But we're still Dundee United, it's still a big team. Uh, I thought, I I thought in the move thought, I thought he'd done really well I mean he great wee turn around the corner and then played the actual pass yeah, he's, a, he's a clever football mm-hmm. player yeah. he's a clever player and if you can like, again pie in the sky stuff if you were to get him a wee bit of far and get a run of games then I could see him contributing but like a lot of a lot of buts and maybe he's in that but me personally I would I'd maybe like to speak to him and, and see if he wants to sign up for 350 an hour Pays you play. Yeah, I think Jan Newman will stay on. I'd be surprised if, given he's just been called up by the 21s again. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think. Uh, again, but yeah, um, it, it, it's a real. I mean, the second half, just the two goals we concede. I mean, the, the free header for the boy Johnson at the end. I, I don't get how many times I've said it, but as his pace doesn't like catching, doesn't like marking boys no. at the back post. No, he does not. Well, that, that's a concern anytime you see him. And like a back four, I was like, right, good, we've went to a back four again. Where's the left back? Oh, right, okay. So we're going to be susceptible to back post headers, lo and behold. 
the winning goal as a back post yeah. header. But it was also like the second goal. Like we've just praised Paula, but it was his shite pass. I think it was aimed at Kujo or something. They got cut out and they went up the park and scored that second goal. And then the third goal came for when Ross Graham had the bar and he's trying to pick out somebody and he's blittered it right out of the park. And then for the throw in, they've just went up the park and they've scored it as well. So once more, self-inflicted wounds for United. The story of our season. 100%. It's just... Uh, what what was that? How did you feel when full time whistle finally went? I'm assuming you knew the score elsewhere, and it wasn't really happening for a while. And we <laughs> no, were getting no, bit anyway, just, and no, you kind of like we were doing. In some ways, it's felt like we've been doing for for a long time. Like we haven't been, but Wednesday confirmed it for me. Like I know that they were saying, "Ah, oh, boy, if there's an eight goal swing, oh, Christ, we're not. That's not going to happen." So. Again, I went in the day just just because like it's I go to the game. That's what you do. But at the end of the game, I wasn't really, I wasn't up nor down. Like my my anger has kind of come and gone. It's it's come back a wee bit because we're speaking about it. But like we're not going to see a lot of these players again. Uh, and in my opinion, that's a good thing. But we we just had to replace them with better. Albeit we're in the championship, so like. You, <laughs> The calibre of player that you're probably going to be able to entice to come to Tanadice might be a wee bit of lower, but kind of a wee bit of lower quality with a, a big bit of mere effort and determination and desire. Probably they were a wee bit of better than what we've been seeing this season. Because I keep saying it, Rondo, it's been an absolute disgrace. We should never have been relegated. Yeah. For how amazing the fans have been all season, could you see why some didn't bother the day? A hundred percent. Like, why would you? It's not cheap to go to Scottish football. No, it's not cheap. Twenty odd quid for a ticket. It's like your petrol, or if you're on a bus, it's another 15, 10, 15 quid on a bus. It's not cheap. Forty no, and if you're pocket already. Exactly, and that's before you get your case of Budweiser or tuck it under your seat, or need to watch the game. <laughs> exactly. So I don't blame anybody. No, even no, even just a day. Like I went through a, a number of years where I didn't go every game because I couldn't afford it. Uh, but the day, you, you could say that the guys that were there, myself included, are are half our heads because it, the, the kind of the fate was sealed. But once again, like fans were singing, fan, fans were behind the team. Like there wasn't any, wasn't any nonsense today, any booing. Or, and I'm not saying that it's, it's no merit. Like there was a lot of booing on Wednesday. And like fair play, I, I've said it before, it's not something I do, but <laughs> totally, I, I'm doing it inside. I'm doing it internally. Uh, but no, you can't blame anybody for not showing up the day around them. Ever. No, we, we've, we've, we've never got anything back for the team this season, one game aside, in my opinion. And that was months and months ago. I'm going to hit a check out of archive. I didn't even believe that we bit Alkmaar this season. Doesn't seem like the season Mental. at all. I mean, the story no. this season, you know, gifting the first goal, giving away loads of goals, going behind far too many times. You know, the amount of the number of goals we've conceded, you know, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, I, I think if I'm trying to work, I was trying to work out that even say, say we had managed to win those couple of games uh, and just stayed up and whatever, I was trying to work out if we'd still have like the worst goals, and there would probably be an argument that we'd actually stay up still conceding the most goals in the league. And when yeah. you think about 
we'd, we'd conceded nine and whatever in a game, and I know we'd scored, we scored more goals than Ross County, Kilmarnock, and whatever, but it doesn't really matter. We scored more than Livingston, but it doesn't really matter. You know, but you actually do think there was, we took some, I mean, we got five fate hearts when it probably was, was that the merit, was that the game you thought was, really, it was harsh, wasn't it? Was it five, two uh, or something, the boys scored for the halfway line? Yeah. But it felt harsh the yeah. scoreline is what you said. Well, we were doing a 10 men. We were that doing a 10 it. men that day. Paula. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, Paula got injured and then Edward, well, Edwards got sent off and uh, Paula got injured. Yeah, but like we could, and we will next week onward, the, the last the last episode of the season, we'll, we will go over these games and we'll look oh, a wee bit more in wait. depth. But uh, that'll be a right hood. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like there's loads of games that you can go and pinpoint. Mm. There's loads, absolutely loads. Uh, there's no point going over the man now. We'll save it for next week. But we, well, we're just the masters of our own downfall all season, all season. Just a disaster. Whether it be gain goals away, gain games away, down in tools. Said that before about a number of players, certain games, Celtic at home, Ross County away. Probably an hour few if I was to actually go through it. Some of the goals that we've conceded just for the keeper alone. Just some, oh, of, the goals, just some of the goals we've conceded. Yeah, yeah. Like, again, that. it's things like the day. Like you kind of say the goalie's been at fault, but they've been too easy. You know, yeah. like you look just, poor, just poor defending. Yeah, poor defending. But I, but like you mentioned at the start of the season, it always sticks in my head. Like you 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 said, oh, we we could be on the attack, and then two passes later, like poor keepers marking a save, yeah. and that happened again. The day it's happened our season, like as much praise as we've given. Craig Sibbald, and he's, in my opinion, like, and I think the, I think the team or the club cancelled the Player of the Year, and rightly so. Nebdi deserves an award, but I think he's probably been our best player. Just consistently sticking in a level of performance that was half decent, but at the same time, if Craig Sibbald, and this is no slight on him, but if Craig Sibbald is your Player of the Year, then that is very telling. Because he he's not the best player in the team. He shouldn't be the best. he shouldn't be the guy that's the standout in the team. He should be the boy, or we should have somebody in a role that's doing all the dirty work. And I think, unfortunately for Sybil, it fell to him. I don't think that's maybe even his natural game, but it fell on his shoulders this season. And there was a few games latterly, like post split. It's just can he's not been that great. Nobody's been that great, but. No, it was. It's just been the same old, same old. Like if we were to go back and listen to our episodes, probably the same, the same story after every game. Like uh, we do alright for a wee spell, and then shoot ourselves in the foot, and we lose. Just taking these two games this week um, alone. Uh, no asking for a man to match, certainly. But who would get pass marks at the two games, or over the two games? Who would you pick out? Maybe not for Wednesday, but for the day you thought, aye. Uh, Jack Newman I think he'd done alright he didn't do himself any harm uh, Kai Fotheringham looked good when he came on the day I thought he was very positive uh, what else I thought Levitt looked actually pretty good when he was when he's on but he tired but that's completely to be expected because uh, he's no fit mm. I thought Pollock was okay but he, he has had a hand in uh, Motherwell's second goal uh, what else? What else? What else? That, that's maybe about it, Rondo. Like, it's you can't. It's hard to dish out praise on the back of two defeats that I've ultimately relegated with. Uh, 
but there's certain guys, in my opinion, that are, are blameless, and there's, there's certain guys that should never play for United again. See, like, but a separate one here, but just taking like the Ryan Edwards thing, for example, mm-hmm. like, you know, at times, he was absolutely brilliant for us in terms of putting everything on the line, club captain, you can argue they were blue in the face, should he have been given it? No. Was it right? No. Was it great? Yes. It, it doesn't matter whatever your opinion on that, right? You know, for me, it, I never, he never actually stood out as a captain to me, but again, I couldn't tell you the captain on missed teams in, in the league and I wouldn't care nothing about them, but when he was great for a wet times when we needed it but how has it went so down south like it's unbelievable the dog you don't know yeah yeah and it's been all season it's been all season uh, I don't know like I saw people saying oh guys were mentally scarred after the 7-0 and the 9-0 really why get over it <laughs> just, get, just get over it like you've got another game to play you've got another series of games to play mm. He's, he's, I, I wonder, like you don't know, you, you don't know what's going on in the guy's life. You don't know how happy he is off the park, stuff like that. Like if you really want to delve into it, but as a fan or the team that he's playing for, all I know is he was absolutely stinking this season in comparison to what he was like previously. So it's only he'll know why. I don't think he's going to be blinkered enough to to say, "Nah, I was just I was putting in the same level of performance." I don't think so. No, I'm going to have to call you or not. Mm-hmm. And I like to think as well. At the end of this, at the end of the game the day, if you had went around all the boys in the dressing room and said, "Right, have you gave up your all this season?" It's a handful. It's maybe a handful that can honestly say yeah. Because boys, they just won that. There's too many games when then they won that. You don't get bit nine nothing if you're knocking your panic. No. You don't get bit four nothing in Dingwall if you're knocking your panic. These things. There's, there's guys fingerprints that are out of this. There really is, and it's a lot of them are the same guys. So, uh, myself, Paul, and, a, and our guests are recording the uh, review episode of, of the season on Thursday night. So, a question to you, Paul. Maybe not what you expect to happen in the next few days, but what would you kind of like to have going into this what do you think we might hear or, or, or whatever between now and actually hitting record? Because anything that happens Friday, Saturday, Sunday will be missed because the episode will be uploaded. <laughs> so uh, that's what yeah. we've got. We we need clarity from the owner. We need Mr. Ogren to say what's going on. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of a blame that's got to lie at his door because ultimately he's the top of the tree. I mean, there's questions... <laughs> And I don't want to get into conspiracy theories, but there's questions about whether a certain individual uh, is still behind the scenes, pulling the strings or, or anything to do with things. Uh, and I would like that clarified, personally. It would also be good to know, like, is the chairman going to be sticking around? And if so, like, I think he said at the last AGR, he said, he said recently uh, that he's not going to be keeping on funding the way that he has been. And, and again, like we said at the time, that's fair enough. Like, we, It's probably not a bottomless pit that he's got. But if that's the case, then what is what is the plan for, for getting out of the championship uh, at the first time asking? Because we all know, we, we, nobody knows better than the fans. It took four years to get out the last time. And in that fourth year, we threw a lot of money at it. So it, 
I would be keen to hear from the chairman. What's his plans? Is he sticking around? How does he see we're getting out of this in a one-hour? And is Tony Asgar still kicking about? That's some of the questions I would like. We're not going to have any signings. We're not going to make any signings. No, no. From the manager's, from the manager's point of view, I wouldn't be surprised if we get like a list of names, like these guys are away. They won't be back. And I wouldn't I wouldn't even be surprised if that comes out as early as like the day that this episode comes out on the Monday or whatever. So uh, there's loads of questions, loads of questions to to answer. We'll just we'll just have to see what we get. Uh, I don't think I did ask you the, the the actual question, but how how did you feel when the full time whistle went on Wednesday? Uh just pissed off. Just just yeah, pissed off, angry, annoyed. Like, because it, it meant something to me. I dare say it meant something to you, Rondo. Speechless, eh? Even though, like, it was 3 0 at the time and whatever, I was, I was, I was generally speechless, eh? Like, a bit, I, I'm not even sure I spoke at full time. Like, I think I was generally just like, like, it's the third time in my lifetime I've seen us relegated, but it's twice in this job. Yeah. In 10 years. Yeah, you know, it's a disgrace. It's, it's, it's a disgrace, Rondo. It cannot be dressed up any other way. Dundee United should not be getting relegated. They should not. Mismanagement from oh. top to bottom almost. And and boys that look like they've never played football before at certain stages. It's it's an absolute disgrace what's happened this season at Tannadice. Yeah. Um, let's say next week will be our final episode of the season before we take our four-week break and uh, come back in July. Uh, I might come back slightly earlier if there's massive news, but it will likely be a four-week uh, break from the podcast, as we always do over the summer, apart from that summer when the world stopped turning. I can't believe I'm going to ask you this, Paul, <laughs> but a good, bad and the ugly of this past week... Well, Christ Almighty, uh, the good. There's a number of players that we won't see again. This season has been a disgrace. I've said it already, an absolute disgrace. And certain players have disrespected the jersey by, by no trying in certain games. In all likelihood, they'll be gone and good riddance to them. Uh, and I didn't say that lightly, and I didn't like being nasty about things like that. But like I said, it's, it's my team, it's your team, it's thousands of people's team and the guys that are lucky enough to wear the jersey every week like too many of them just haven't given a monkeys this season and uh, that is why we, we are where we are the bad to finish the season with five straight defeats was unimaginable just a few weeks ago especially when the post split fixers came out but here we are and not ugly we've been relegated Rondo a farce everyone associated it uh, associated with it that has played a part in it it should be absolutely embarrassed yes uh, that is the good the bad the ugly complete for uh, another season uh, we can also tell you that because of that there's no who am I uh, this week either. there's actually no any uh, on this day because there's actually nothing to really speak about so uh, there's none of that either um, Community Trust by the way if you want to get updates on what they're doing they will be running throughout the summer various courses um, I say courses that's not really what I mean various activities and uh, sessions and all that kind of stuff uh, online dundee.ct.co.uk if you want to join the foundation DUSF 
www.sportsradio.scot For the final time this season, Paul We are handing over to you to give us an update on all those lovely bits That the people want to hear about The people Very, very, the Rangers like their rondo here The people push yeah, I don't know why okay, I said that, actually. I hate myself for saying no, that. No, that's, that's a disgrace. Like, the podcast may be back in four weeks, people. Likely when it be Veronica Costello. He's had a Bosman to Ibrox. The ESV loan report in the world. Carly Han Eriksson at Norseland. Last week, Eriksson didn't play as his side won 3-1 at home to Randers. This week, his team are away to Bronby and they still sit top of the league. Bizarrely, he's just two wins away for copying Benji Segrist and receiving a winner's medal for a title triumph that he hasn't contributed to. Good luck to the lad. That's like a boy the women's in Glasgow team. as well. It's not contributed. Exactly. <laughs> the women's team. Last Sunday was to be the last game of the season for the ladies. Avoid defeat at home to Hamilton and they'd finished 10th, avoiding the playoff game. And that is exactly what they did. If truth be told... The game was crap, and I can say that as I stood through the whole match watching it. It seemed to be a nervy affair from both sides, but I always felt like United were in control. The first half was stinking, and both teams went in at half, level at nil-nil. Then into the second half, and United won a penalty. On loan, Leah Dobbins was upended in the box, and goal machine Danny McGinley stepped up and scored her 17th goal of the season. It was a goal that would see Danny finish the season as the third top scorer in the league, and also give United a one-goal lead on the day. After that, United were just happy to try and see the game out, but about 11 minutes from the end, Hamilton would equalise. It was a set piece that eventually fell to their striker to hammer home a rebound. At that stage, it was one-all, and most definitely, squeaky bum time. Hamilton threw everything at United in the last minutes, but they were unable to breach the tangerine backline, and United would hold on for the point that they needed to preserve their top-flight status for next season. In some ways, I'd think that the manager, Graham Hart, will be slightly disappointed. There were definitely games lost that should have been won or drawn this season, but to have maintained their place in the top league for next season should certainly be viewed as a job well done. As for my player of the year, Rondo, I'd have to say that although Danny McGinley scored a barrelload of goals, although Eve Donald was often excellent at the back, regardless of Leah Dobbins coming coming in on loan and being absolutely fantastic most weeks, the runaway winner with the most player of the match awards, Femi, was clearly the goalie. It looks like it may just have been her farewell season too, as she isn't planning on playing next season. So to play for the club that she supports and to play so well too, helping her team maintain their place in the big league, the Dundee United women's football team player of the season, as mentioned by Dode Fox podcast, can only be Fiona McNichol. So congratulations. I am in so much shock right now at that award. Speechless for the second time this week, Rondo. Wonders will never cease. They will not. They will not. So that is, I mean, that's it for this episode. You know, it's the episode that, you know, when when things are, I mean, last week we were worried, like, because we'd shut the bed for a third game in a row and we thought, it's two games to go. Like, just just get a win on Wednesday. It'll be be all right. Things will be okay. Um, and, and we don't know. Listen, regardless of 
where we finished and take take not taking everything else into it in terms of loser re- loss of revenue and all this kind of stuff. Regardless of league next year, massive reset needed across the board in the dressing room, out the dressing room. You know, you're needing that. I think obviously comes relegation is people's livelihoods can come into it and stuff like that. All the other kind of workers behind the scene, you just never know. It's an absolutely horrible place to be. But it all comes down to that 90 minutes on the pitch and over mm-hmm. a course of 38 league games this season, it's not been good enough. You know, across the various games in the Cup, it's not been good enough. And like you said, Paul, the highlight of that season was way, way, way back in August it was a second game of the season after a disappointing last-minute equaliser draw at uh, Kelly. We welcomed Alkmaar to Tanadice and it was a brilliant night for everyone involved. We then had a bit of a European hangover. We got beat for Livingston. We took it on the chin. Then we went to uh, Amsterdam and we'll just move on. Uh, and it just never really got better and it was starting to get really sort of worried for there. Next week, we'll dissect that whole shebang of the season. We won't go over every game, but there'll certainly be thoughts, um, views, and everything else from myself, Paul, and our guest. Next week, it's our final episode of the season as we look back at the 22-23 campaign. Uh, Don't forget, we're at Dode Fox Podcast on social media. Do have a great week. Stay safe, and don't forget to wash your hands. Angel Ansel. Mm-hmm.